What's good, everybody? What's up? Morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever this reaches you, this is another episode of the Six Feet Under podcast. I am your five foot nine host with sophisticated ignorance, Uncle Pooche. Hey man, I'm gonna just jump straight into it, yo. I I don't have the energy for this shit today. I don't even know how I'm gonna get through this episode. Um, I intended to make this episode on Friday or release it on Friday. I intended to I intended to drop this episode on Thursday night going into Friday because. I'm going to be fucking transparent with you guys. Like I said, this is therapy for me. You guys are my family. I'm speaking to my aunts, uncles, cousins, nephews, nieces. I am an uncle, so you know what's up. But uh, if you've been listening to this, thank you. Um, You know two things about me. I'm under six feet, five, nine, and I'm a very emotional guy. Newsflash, right? And, um... You know, honestly, as I review my life and everything that has occurred to me, this episode is actually harder than Save Me From Me Part 1 or Part 2 because uh, this episode is wrapped around a subject matter that uh, hit pretty close to home today. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can hear it in my voice, you hear the sniffling, you know, I'm going to just be straightforward. Your boy's crying. Yeah, I'm crying. And um, I'm an ugly crier. I cry ugly. My face is ugly. Um, Obviously, you know, you hearing this, the news is already broken. Uh, my favorite basketball player, Kobe Bryant, has passed away. And um, this episode, obviously, um, as I said, because I was going to drop it later on in the week, um, I wasn't... I didn't intend to drop what you'll hear after this was all in audio that I had previously recorded and things that I had gotten to. And I'm kind of going back and dubbing over because um, what happened at the end of this week or what was going to be happening at the end of this week anniversary wise was the passing of my grandfather. And I was going to tell you all a story or two about um, how I um, have encountered death and um, what I feel about death and how I feel about um, the energies and the vibes that come with the passings of uh, others. So um, it's not going to be a funny episode. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with y'all. If you want to hear me crack jokes, you want to hear soliloquies and you want to hear stories about stupid shit that I did, man, just go ahead and turn off the motherfucking episode because this is going to be fucking depressing. I'm going to fucking talk about some shit that really hit home for me. Um, That really, um, yo, shit struck me like a fucking nerve, yo. It struck me. That man, that man only lost his life. He lost his daughter, dog, but, um, Sorry. Let me explain something to all of you. I've been to more funerals than I've been to weddings in my 27 going on 28 years. That means I've seen more celebrations of the end of life than I've seen celebration of the continuous of life. And the one thing that's taught me is this. People truly never die. The energy, the vibes, all of that lives on forever. Effort.
you listening to this, understand this. You have made an impact on somebody's life. You've done good to somebody. You've you've positively impacted the life of another human being in some form, some shape, some fashion that even if you feel like it's not that big deal, believe me, they think it's a big deal. They think you're the fucking rock star fucking I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I can't think too straight, man. My my mind's thrown off. I I'm sorry. Anyways, the energy never dies because you, as a human being, have made positive impact, a positive impact in somebody's life. In somebody's life, they look and they think about a situation that occurred to them and they think how you created that. And I'm here to say to you that if you truly believe that and you understand that, that you understand that you don't take death or heartache and pain that comes with death too fucking hard. Because you know what happens, you know, or you understand that, you know. Maybe you see them another day. Maybe you don't see them another day. But the impact that they made on you lasts forever. Barring that, barring understanding that the impact and the energy and these things never die. Another thing I must get into is to say this. That grudge shit. That beef shit. Problems that you have with someone. Now, although I do understand some problems cannot be overlooked and some problems can't be, they can't be necessarily forgiven as easy as other ones. But, yo, that shit is irrelevant, yo. That shit is fucking irrelevant. You got a problem with somebody. You got a beef with somebody. You got a quarrel with somebody. My nigga, in that shit now. In that shit right now. Now, because what you'll find in yourself is that no matter what it is and no matter what you're doing is that you'll never, ever truly get over whatever it may be until you come to terms with that situation. So I'm going to get into a couple of things, a couple of events about how I myself didn't realize what what it was. And what 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 could be as far as getting over beef and getting over my problems with people until it was too late. I had a friend in high school. Actually, I'll use his full name. I had a friend in high school. His name was Darius. Darius Jenkins. Darius Lamont Jenkins. That was my motherfucking man. Five hundred grand. Me and this dude did everything together with each other up until ninth grade to eleventh grade. And I, you know, I actually no, I should put twelfth grade in there too. We did we we were we were kicking it in twelfth grade, but something happened in twelfth grade. He and I kind of diverged from each other as far as um, friendship goes. Uh, he and I took two two different paths. We took two different paths, yo. He, um, he, he got, he had two kids. Yeah, just shoot it straight. He had two kids, uh, one in 11th grade and one in the 12th grade. 
And uh, I wasn't really jiggy with that shit. I was like, yo, man, like you keep having these babies. You out here using these women. Like, I mean, granted, dude, get it how you live, bro. Get it how you fucking live. But like, like, come on, bro. Like, you just producing kids. and You're not taking care of none of them. You see, unbeknownst to me at the time, now that I realize it, Darius had felt like he fulfilled his life. You see, Darius was from a part of town and a part of a city that niggas really didn't get much out of. Niggas didn't really much progress where he was from. Niggas didn't do shit. They just they just woke up, went to work, you know, as long as they had their money in their pocket. Um they were they were straight, they were good, they could just keep it pushing. Um and so with that being said, he didn't give a fuck about having two kids early and, and not taking care of them. It was he looking back at it, I'm sure he had reached the pinnacle of his life. You know? And um there was nothing more to uh to anything with him. This was his life. This was where life was headed for him. This was the greatest thing. High school was the greatest thing to happen to him. Long story short, Darius and I, Darius and I are um, are now out of high school. We're out of high school, and uh, he um, he uh, he and I aren't speaking. We aren't speaking. We're not on speaking terms. We're, we're, we're not fucking cool. We're not fucking cool. I'm not cool with that dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude wants to just have kids and fucking be a bum. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? That's the 18-year-old me talking. A um, little bit after high school, a mutual friend that I introduced Darius to um, had uh, started, like, kind of staying over at his place. Darius had got an apartment with one of his baby mamas and, uh, and uh, a friend of ours who I'll call... Um, Mm, let's call him, um, let's call him Kyler, because that homie knows who the fuck he is, he's still a good friend of mine, shout outs to Kyler, um, Kyler lived with Darius for, um, for, uh, um, a little bit of time, and, uh, I guess when Kyler told me this, I thought to myself, yo, Kyler, yo, check this out, that motherfucker Darius is not that trustworthy. He's very spiteful. That nigga will do some shady shit to you. You know what I'm saying? And Kyler just blew it off. You know, he realistically was just happy to be out of his mama's crib where he felt like he had the freedom to bring women over and have sex with them. Because when you're 18, what's more important than fucking females? Nothing. Nothing's more important than that. Long story short, <clears throat> Kyler and I... um are on the phone or Kyler calls me like maybe two, three months after starting to live with uh, Darius. And he's like, yo, you talk to Darius? I'm like, nah, nigga, I ain't talked to that nigga. I told you I don't really fuck with that boy like that, man. What the fuck, man? Stop asking me. And he like, man, that motherfucker, he moved out of his crib. And he and, uh, he told me when he was moving, he would leave my shit so I could come by and pick it up. But I came by his crib and that nigga gone and everything gone. He, he stole my shit. I'm like, he stole your shit. He's like, yeah, he stole my shit. And then I called him. Motherfucker gonna tell me that, yo, yeah, nigga, I stole your shit. This is Darius speaking. Yeah, I stole your shit, Kyler. And I stole your shit because you were trying to fuck my baby mama, nigga. So, yeah, nigga, I took your shit. 
And I'm on the phone getting this news. Mind you, I'm in college. I'm not even in the city of Sacramento. I'm not even in the state of California. I'm in college. And I'm like, yo, I don't have time for this shit. I'm time for this shit. I don't have time for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you niggas work that shit out. You know what I'm saying? On the strength of trying to be a good friend and a mediator, because that's what I was back in the day before I lost my fucking mind. Um, I call up Darius and I'm like, yo, Darius. Uh, what's this I hear about you stealing people's shit? And, uh, actually I didn't call him. I, I, I hit him up. I, I, I hit him on the DMs. I hit him on one of the social media apps at the time. And I hit him on the DMs. I'm like, yo, bro, what's this about you taking people's shit? What's this? I hear about that. And he hits me back. He's like, man, I ain't take that nigga shit. I ain't take that nigga shit. That nigga tried to fuck my baby mama. So, you know, I did what I had to do. I said, did it belong to you? He said, that nigga tried to fuck my baby mama. I said, but did it belong to you? Man, I, nigga, I had to do what I had to do. <sighs> Just like that, I sighed. I respond back to him. And I still got the messages in my phone because this is on a social media platform. Uh, I said to him, I said, Darius, check this out. You claim you're doing things for your baby mama. You claim you're so mature and grown. This is why you're doing these things. Um, But truthfully, stealing someone's shit because they made you upset is very immature of you. Very immature of you. Maybe, my nigga, you should grow the fuck up or look in the fucking mirror. I don't know which one. I don't know. Do one of the two. But you need to grow the fuck up. That's literally where I left it. He didn't respond back. That was November of 2010. Timestamp that. It was November of 2010. A little less than a week or two later, my mother bumps into Darius and she confronts him about it. Because if you know anything about my family, we're very outspoken, can get us in some trouble at times. She confronts uh, him about it. And uh, she she um, she she says to him, hey, Darius, is it true that you stole Kyler's shit? And uh, Darius openly says the same shit. I didn't steal his shit. Tried to fuck my baby mama, so I did what I had to do. My mother looks him dead in the eyes and says, son, I'm going to tell you something. With that type of mentality, two things are going to happen to you. You're going to be in jail or you're going to be dead. Somebody's going to kill you. Just being honest with you. Just keep acting like that. And so... This happens November 2010. I, I separate myself. If anybody remembers me, if anybody remembers me back then, I separated myself from that bullshit back then. I was like, yo, I'm out of sack, bro. I'm not doing this shit with you niggas. You niggas is trying to hold me down. Fuck that, bro. I'm going to make something out of myself. So I separated myself. A year later, fast forward, fast forward a year later, I'm living in L.A. I'm playing junior college football. It's a bye week. Me and my team that I'm playing for at the time were uh, 5-0, and having a great season. I'm having a pretty good season myself. Like, you know, I'm not starting. I'm a backup, but I'm getting some playing time. I'm getting some film. Things feel like it's in few, you know, things are going up for me. I got my own apartment in L.A. I'm 19 years old. You know what I'm saying? The best shape of my life. Shit feels great. Feels good. I had just got back from a jog because we had the week off. It was a bye week. Just got back from a jog, um, you know, feeling good. You know what I'm saying? Boy, I had a six-pack at the time. Boom, boom, pow. And I, I remember I just got out of the shower. I just got out of the shower. I sat down. I was putting lotion on my lotion on my ashy ass elbows. Um, and I'm opening up my computer, my laptop, 
to, um, you know, just to look at some shit, to peruse the internet, just to look at some shit. And as I'm looking, trying to fucking, um, do this, I get a phone call on my cell phone and I reach for my phone. And I notice it's a number from, uh, uh, Colorado. It says it on my phone. It's Colorado. I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck's calling me from Colorado? And I answer the phone and, uh, this lady, we're going to just call her, um, I'll call her, um, Stephanie. Let's call her Stephanie. <laughs> this lady named Stephanie, who is real good friends with my mom, uh, because me and her daughter went to school with each other. Her daughter dated Darius back in the day. She calls me and, uh, and indirectly, she didn't mean to call me. She meant to call my mom because my mom used to have the phone number that I was using now. It was my number now. And so people would call me anyways, to give you guys a paint a picture of what this situation was like. She calls me and she's shooting the shit with me. And I kind of feel in her voice that she wants to tell me something, but I'm not really sure. Maybe she wanted to tell my mom something, but she, you know, was just holding off because, you know, she thought she was going to talk to my mom. She's talking to me. And <sighs> the conversation felt like it lasted forever, but it probably only lasted for five minutes. And uh, she goes, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you, Keith. I called your mom so she could give you this news because... Excuse me, (laughs) y'all. Man, excuse me. She goes, uh, I uh, called your mom so she could hear this news because I figured it'd be better to hear from her than to hear from uh, the internet or to hear from anybody else. But uh, Darius is dead. Like what? She goes, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, he's dead. Uh, he got shot in Oakland. Uh, there was a situation where uh, there was an argument that broke out over something, and uh, he got to fighting with some guys, and uh, he got shot. Got shot right in the chest. He said the bullet hit him right in the main artery near his heart. He died on impact. He was dead on the scene. He didn't live long after he got shot. So he didn't suffer, Keith. Uh, he, but he's he's dead. Sorry. It shook me to the core because I thought to myself, the last thing I thought to my homie about was telling that nigga to grow the fuck up. Grow up. Grow up, bruh. Get your shit together, fam. Grow up. When realistically, when I think back to it, sometimes I think back to it, I was like, bruh, I could have told, bruh, I could have told, bruh, like, listen, bro, you're moving in the wrong direction. Yo, what's going on with you? I could have lended my hand some way. It wouldn't be the first time that this situation has occurred to me, and it wouldn't be the last. As I move on to the second story, I'll explain this second situation with another friend from high school that happened. And his brother, I didn't know him as personally as I knew Darius. We didn't spend that much time with each other, but we spent at least my my, my senior year with each other. We were in this uh, event called uh, the Botillion uh, with each other, and his brother's name was Trey Howard. He was a very, very, very nice brother. He was a very cool brother, very, um, how you would say, charismatic. You know what? Not to sound weird, but he was the first dark-skinned brother I met in high school who called himself pretty. 
You know, see, I came from a background and many of us from colorism to think that only pretty people were light skinned. Dark skinned people were, I mean, handsome, maybe. But pretty people, that was strictly for light skinned folks. And Trey was quick to tell you, nigga, I'm pretty. <laughs> and I know it, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sexy motherfucker. And Trey was a cool ass figure. He was a cool ass dude. Um, but like a lot of souls, man, after high school, Trey didn't know what the fuck to do with himself, I would assume. And I, I lost touch with him. I lost I lost conversation with him. He and I didn't really speak much. But, uh, you know, I, you know, here and there, I would link up on Facebook. We would talk here and there. And I remember he was so full of himself that his Instagram name, I'm sorry, his Facebook name used to be that nigga Trey Howard. Needless to say, my nigga had a lot of confidence. My nigga had a lot of confidence. And um, Trey... I remember one of the last things I saw him say on a status on Facebook. He said this, and I don't know if it's a song. I never happened to look it up. Um, but he said, you know, the deeper I think, the farther I sink. And the farther I sink, the more I drink. And I just don't want to be like this anymore. And I remember thinking, well, that's weird. It's not very confident for Trey. Trey's very much more confident than that. Like, when did he ever get so unconfident about himself? And, um, Trey, unfortunately, not too long after that, uh, Trey, uh, was, uh, hanging out with some people who were into some stuff. I'm sure Trey was probably into some stuff, but I don't know. I don't know the real details to it. I do know I was told that there were some people in him, they were hanging out and, uh, there were gunshots that rang out for the other people and um they didn't hit the other people they hit my man they hit my man and shot my man in the face um and i just hope that he didn't suffer i hope he didn't feel any pain uh but there was another one another situation that i looked at and i was like damn gosh i wish i could have spoken to him i wish i could have said something to him i wish i i don't know the last two stories I'm going to get into, um, I'm going to try my hardest to get through this without crying because although a lot of you say you love my vulnerability or you like my my, uh, my ability to be raw, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I wish I never went through any of this stuff. I wish I never felt any of this stuff. I wish I, wish I had a life full of happiness and bliss. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, but... You can wish in one hand and shit in the other, right? Um, my grandfather passed away January 31st, 2019. I went and visited him in December of 2018. And we made a decision with each other. I said, Granddad, I'm going to come back here and visit you in February. My grandfather was diagnosed with cancer in October. And I, I, I just, I, I, I couldn't deal, man. I couldn't deal with the time. My life was a fucking mess. Everything was a fucking mess for me. And um, January 31st, I woke up and I had all intentions to call my grandfather to talk to him and, and uh, discuss just just to shoot the shit with him. You know what I'm saying? You got cancer, man. Let's let's chat, granddad. What's up? What's up? What's up? But I didn't. I didn't call my grandfather. I didn't call him because I had just gone through a demotion at the job I was working at, at the time. 
And prior to getting demoted from that job, I had just gotten fired from another job. So I'm like within the less than six months period. I don't, I'm not really good at this workforce thing. Actually, I really suck at it. And so. <clears throat> and I'm so sorry, y'all. So January 31st, I wake up. I have all intention to call my grandfather. I mean to call my grandfather. I'm going to call my grandfather. I'm going to call my grandfather. I'm going to call him. I didn't. I fucking forgot because I was so upset about the shit that happened with my job that I didn't call him until I got off at six o'clock, which is six o'clock. Our time here where I live in Sacramento is eight o'clock in, in uh, down south. Uh, my grandfather lived in Mississippi, real close to Memphis. Um, and so it was eight o'clock his time. I call him. Don't get this mess. I mean, I don't. He doesn't answer. Leave my voice message. Granddad, hey, it's me. I uh, just want to let you know, man, I'm, I'm going to come down there in February. I don't know when. Maybe it'll be like towards the end of the month, but I'm going to come down and we're going to we're going we're gonna to link up, man. We're going to party. You know, I'm going to come over. I'm going to fix your breakfast. I'm going to do all this shit. <clears throat> but uh, until then, I'm going to fuck with you, boy. I'm going to get up with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get with you, boy. <clears throat> I hang up the phone. I go to uh, my apartment that I was living at the time, and uh, I like sit down and watch television. And around eight thirty my time, uh, which is ten thirty uh, uh, down south time, uh, I get a I get a phone call from my dad. And my dad used to never call me that late. You know, when I wasn't living with him, he didn't call me that late. And so I thought to myself, like, yo, what is he calling me for this late? That's weird. Answer the phone. He goes, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm just chilling, man. I'm about to hop in the shower, you know what I'm saying? He's like, hey, man, um, you might want to come over here. Your grandfather just passed. And uh, it was my mom's mom's dad, by the way. And I'm just like, what? Everything went numb. <laughs> I just couldn't believe that my man was going like that. Like, yo, I just called him. I just called him. Truth be told, my man was gone, bro. My man was gone. My man was gone. And I, I fucked up, yo. I didn't call my man. I should have called him. I should have told him how I felt. I should have. I should have been very transparent. Um, But I wasn't. I wasn't. I um, I thought about myself and how I was too busy with life. Um, um, I'll close this story out with telling you about the fourth and last person that passed in my life. And uh, if you know me, you've heard me talk about her a whole bunch, but I won't talk about her past. And I'll talk about this and I'll and I'll leave you all with this and how I got to the point. This is this is how I metamorphosed once upon a time, because this was said to me. My grandmother, my mother's mom was like. At one point, my mother, her what her views, her opinions trumped what I thought my, about anything. It, it didn't matter what my mom said. I, I cared about what my grandmother said. I spent a lot of time with her. My mom had me when she was 21, dude. So I, my mother had to usher me off to my grandmother a whole bunch of times because my mother had to work. You know what I'm saying? So who else's house are you at than your grandmother? Um, There was a situation that occurred. Uh, and uh, I had gotten into some trouble. Because I was a fucking kid. And kids get in trouble. And 
my grandmother, my mom called my grandmother to complain about me, you know, obviously, to, you know, my son's doing this, whatever, whatever. So my grandmother said, put him on the phone. She puts me on the phone. My grandmother goes, I heard you did this. I heard you did that. I heard you did that. So I'm just sitting there listening to her on the phone. And um, and uh, I'm thinking to myself, hey, she's just going to scold me. She's going to judge me like everybody else. And she finishes up and she goes, son, I'm telling you this. Whatever it is that you got into, luckily it ain't bad enough that you can't get out. But you remember this. You're so much better than the situations you put yourself into. You are great and you're destined for great things. But don't sell yourself short because of lack of confidence, because you want to just go with the go with the group, because you just don't feel like you're good enough. Don't sell yourself short. You are great. And so if you ever hear me, if any of you guys have ever talked to me personally, you've heard me say, yo, motherfucker, be great. You're great. Do great things. It's not because I'm pulling it out of my ass. It's because somebody once said that to me. And I want you guys to believe that I believe in every single one of you that you have the ability, the upward ability to be the greatest fucking thing that you ever wanted to be. You just got to get out of your fucking way. And you got to love that person that's in the fucking mirror. How does that wrap into this whole conversation? My grandmother has not been with me in over 13 years, but the energy that she put into me, the life that she put into me, the feelings that she spoke into me, man, that shit still rise to this day. I'm five foot nine, but motherfucker, I feel like I'm seven foot two when I walk in the building. And that's all because somebody told me that a long time ago, before I was even five foot nine, that I was going to be great. So I say this to say to Darius, to Trey, to my grandfather, Charles McDonald, to my grandmother, Rita McDonald. I love you all. And you listening to this motherfucking podcast, I love you too. You may know me personally. You may not know me at all. You may see me do some wild ass dog shit. I probably fucked up your life. I've probably cheated on you. I don't know. Maybe I've been the best of bud to you. But I will say all this in a nutshell, yo. I fucking love you. I want nothing but the best for every single person listening to this fucking podcast. I'm fucked up, y'all. I know I'm fucked up. I, sorry that I, you know this audio may be fucked up. Hey, I don't even give a fuck if this shit gets one listen. I just had to put this out into the world. I was going to wait till Friday, but I just felt like this was needed to be said, man. And to my favorite basketball player, I mean, you will never speak, but understand this. My pops had a fucking plaque of you in his closet, and he looked at it every day when he woke up because you were the definition of what hard work, determination, and success was. And I looked at you when you got injured, you got hurt, and things occurred, and I looked at it and I pushed through. So I send my prayers out to you and your family and to you all listening to this. May we all one day meet again and we relinquish all the bullshit. And we accept the love that's in our hearts. Because as I say every time, you gotta allow the peace to drive out the evil that is within you. Until next time, this has been an episode of the Six Feet Under Podcast. I'm your five foot nine host, Uncle Poochie. I'm out. <laughs>